I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is The Run Line, VSIN's premier baseball betting show. With Josh Towers, here's Ben Wilson. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It is VSIN's newest show as we welcome you. Downtown Las Vegas, Circus Sportsbook Studios. We are so pleased to have you along. First episode of our newest MLB betting show will be with you every Sunday night, 8 to 10 Eastern. It is The Run Line with former MLB pitcher Josh Towers. We'll have a lot of Adam Burke, our senior MLB analyst this year. Out for tonight, we've got Josh in the saddle. I'm Ben Wilson. It's basically opening day, Josh. Four days away. You you busted out the the nicest blazer in the wardrobe because I know you've been waiting like since we were on air together last baseball season. Uh, it's been a while. You ready to go? Yeah, I am ready, actually. Right. I'm excited about Let's this. Let's do it. Um, I don't know if the lockout kind of like got <laughs> yeah. the juices flowing and teased us for a little bit, but... Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready for baseball. I, I, there's a lot of stuff going on in our game. The, the changes that we'll obviously talk about. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that's, that's exciting. Um, and then, again, I just I, I think that there's they, they finally are addressing the issue of some of these teams to, like, try to win. Because, again, there's mm-hmm. so many teams right. that don't. And, uh, and, and I think that's important. So we're going to see what happens, man. But uh, a lot of the same guys on top, as we know. Look, if you are – a baseball fan and a betting fan. This is going to be the show for you. We'll yes. be here once a week. And look, it's it's the ultimate marathon when you're betting baseball. 162 Beautiful. games. And our job tonight, specifically, Josh, it's it's a mega preview. We're going through every team, every possible angle, looking at futures, win totals, awards to get you all set. Because once things actually get underway next Thursday, it is going to be fast and furious. Games basically every single day all the way until the end of uh, October. So that's, that's the best part. It's, yeah, it, it is you know, it's the best part. You're like, you're a man of habit. You play, I mean, you played like half your life, essentially. So yeah. you, you know, you're, you're used to the rigors and, and, and all of this. As we start off, before we get into individual teams, as we're going to start in our next segment, just to give everybody a, a reset here, because there is a lot that has happened. And for many uh, betters coming out of what we just saw with March Madness, the NCAA tournament, off the heels of an NFL season that has now become a 365-day-a-year sport with preparations for the NFL draft, the Masters are on deck this week. Baseball, Josh, by virtue of the lockout and the work stoppage, lost in the shuffle a little bit. So we have some catching up to do first off to get everybody kind of acclimated uh, and back up to speed. I think the biggest impacts from our day-to-day betting standpoint, Josh, early in the season, specifically April, is going to be is kind of the unknown of what will we see as the impact from the work stoppage. We show you some of the new rules here in 2022. And, and Josh, before we get into these specifically, it's just more of a general thought on, like for you as a former pitcher, I'm, I'm sure you have thoughts on how you come to spring training. If you're a 
MLB player in 2022. It is much later. You had no contact with teams all offseason. There are maybe nagging injuries that you have not been able to consult with a trainer since the previous December. What's your thought on how what we just saw over the offseason, the lockout, delayed spring training, truncated spring training, a week back push-off here with the opening day, how is that actually going to affect the on-field product here as we get ready for opening day? Uh, well, the injury thing, it's not really a, a team-related thing, right? So the injury yeah. stuff, I know here our, our our strength and conditioning coach here is a physical therapist. And so we trained out of his facility. And so, like, we had the luxury of that. That's a beautiful thing. Um, that's kind of how it is with players. I mean, those of them who are lucky enough to still be in the areas of their, their, their trainers, et cetera, it's nice to have that. Or if somebody's around the spring training facilities and you live in the area, it's beautiful. Um, but the injuries aren't really the thing unless you're addressing, like, again, like Tommy John or something like that drastically. Um, I, we've seen this before. Like, I, 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 I think that when we go into these bargainings, when we have these lockouts, when we have these um, – the players on strike, et cetera. I, I think there's a lot of things that we forget to really, really mention and focus on. And we had this a couple of years ago where spring training um, didn't really happen. We had all these guys who went to have their own little spring training, all these free agents that didn't sign, these Dallas Keuchel, right. all these guys. Every single one of those guys who were not in camp, that their season was affected in a negative way. Every single one of them. Not one of them had a good season. Um I don't think that we understand the importance of spring training and its true value. And it's not like for those of us, like when you're lucky enough to be on a roster already, it kind of is, is like, eh, it's, you know, it's, let's just get this right. going. Right. We, we get we're, it. we're on the team. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then there's those who, when you're not on team, you have to make a team. Like you go there every day. You're super excited. Um, I, I saw the first baseman for the White Sox playing today in the seventh inning, along with Tim Anderson, right. Abreu was playing in the It's very important. I, I think there's a lot of things lost. Uh, guys aren't playing enough baseball in spring training to prepare for the season. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's here, and you're going to play nine innings seven days a week, six days a week, and you're expected. It does. It takes time to get into midseason form. It takes time. We, we would argue, I remember with Roy Halladay and the Blue Jays, going into spring training, I would argue that, like, I'm not my first, my first start, I'm not throwing one inning and then two innings, and it's not happening. I mean, mm -hmm. they're throwing two minimum where I'm throwing three, but, like, yeah. I worked in the offseason for this, right? So so we're not seeing enough. Like, I, I, that's what I was just saying to JVT on his way out. Noah Syndergaard, before today's start, had 3.2 innings pitched this spring training. That is not going to get it done one start before the season unless he threw minor league games that we know nothing about to, to beef up him. But if they're overly protecting a Noah Syndergaard who's missed the last two-plus years and he's leaving spring training with what he did today plus 3.2, he's not ready. So now the expanded rosters, we're going 26 to 28, which is one of the rule changes. That's because spring, they're not ready. It's because we don't have enough yeah. spring training. It's because what the things that we're doing to, to baby these players, we're not putting them and they're not putting themselves in a position to be overly successful. So we're expanding and doing things to try to help them. That's not going to help them get better when we start to coddle them. Like Noah Syndergaard made the team, obviously. Noah Syndergaard's healthy. Noah Syndergaard has to pitch on a regular basis every five days start two innings or three innings because the offseason is, is what that's for to be ready to go into spring training when games start. And then, boom, if I get four starts or five starts, add an inning plus each time so I can leave the season going six, seven innings, right? That's not happening enough. So there's a lot of things that are going to be affected early on 
that's going to be difficult to to maybe bet right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at teams with loaded bullpens. Yeah, look, I, I think that's going to be a big theme yeah. as we go forward. I have to think we are going to set a record for fewest quality starts <laughs> thrown across the major league since you have to get six innings to even record a quality start. So yeah, for correct, us, might yeah. be a lot of first five uh, type betting uh, here early in the season because, yes, get ready for lots of bullpen arms used early as we, uh, again, showed you on that, uh, that graphic. 28 now, the roster size expands by two just for April specifically. Some of those other rule changes, whether you like it or not, the zombie runner, it's back in extra innings. So that is back for one more year this season. We do have the Shohei rule <laughs> this year where <laughs> the pitcher can remain in the batting order after they are replaced on the mound. So that is a nice little addition, at least for uh, Angel fans out there. I think that's fair? I, I mean, I don't know. Well, listen, I want to see Shohei play every day. I mean, isn't it kind of a thing for the fans? Like, it's the first ever true two-way player we've seen. Like, don't, I mean, you kind of it, it is. Let, we, let, him, let him play. Uh, uh, yeah, right. I, mean, I don't we, have a problem with it. We could have had it, but I, I don't think you make a rule based on one person and one player early. I don't think it's fair to I generally in the agree, game, right? And I, and I get that he's great for our game, but again, like, like we have contrasting rule changes anyways that like one promotes positive offense because that's what they want, and the other one kind of takes that away and kind of offsets it, and then we're going to add the Shohei rule, and I just don't Listen, I'm, I, I want to see if – I, if I buy an Angel ticket, he better be in the lineup if I'm going to the game, right? Like, I, I, I want to see my man play, but I just don't think you, you create a rule that's good for one player and, uh, and one team. Yeah, uh, I think that's All a right. very valid point that you can make. Uh, we also will see the doubleheaders. They're back to full nine-inning. DHs this year was seven innings uh, last year, which was very – especially from a betting perspective, was very odd, tricky trying that's to important. handicap, which I, I'm with you. It was – it was not uh, ideal for us as handicappers trying to figure out the, the rhythms and ups and downs of a seven-inning doubleheader. So that's big. We do have one additional team in the postseason. So keep that in mind on each league side. So 12 now up from 10. So keep that in mind as you're making. You'll see that reflected when we get to our yes-no make the playoffs odds that we'll discuss along with all these divisions. The other big one as well, we'll see how much Josh would impact this has on totals this year, but the NL adopting the DH as well. So we now have uh, the universal DH, and that's will also be a thing. We also, in addition to these rule changes from the offseason, Josh, four new managers this year. It's funny how you get two first-timers, two young guns. I know guys you're familiar with, you, you played with, and then you've got two guys who, uh, to say they've been around the block is, uh, is sort of putting it, putting it mildly. Buck Showalter, 21st year of big league mm-hmm. managerial experience, comes to the Mets organization you, uh, you've been a part of, Josh, in the past. Bob Melvin from Oakland, now to San Diego in his 19th season. Then two first-timers this year, Mark Kotze, longtime player. He jumps onto the managerial side. He takes over for Melvin in Oakland. And then it's our Oliver Marmol, youngest manager in the bigs, 35 years old, bench coach in St. Louis last year. He takes over for the fired Mike Schilt uh, with the first-year guys, Josh. What are your thoughts on the Kotze-Marmol situations for those respective teams? Listen, I, I think that everybody wants to be a manager at some point, right? I mean, once we're done playing, that's probably the next coolest job you can have outside of something on television. Um, Kotze couldn't have found himself in a worse place. You know, like he's going to be judged on this. And, and they already know what kind of person he is, what kind of coach he is in that clubhouse. We all know what kind of player Mark was. But um, you, you're still you're, – you're, you're asked to win no matter what. Like that's our job at the end of the day at the major league level. And he's not, he's not going to win there. Like he- Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. He, he couldn't be in a worse spot. He loses Manaya. Today, uh, probably more coming. I don't know how many else guys you can get rid of, but like they You'd gutted that so. team. Everything, and, all the reports we've seen would indicate that. Yeah, yeah. They're, and their payroll's already minimal. They're they're clearly not going to go get anybody because how can you, right? So then you better hope that some of these prospects, 10th and 16th or whatever they got from the Padres, is that enough? You better hope some of these prospects work out. And then how long of a leash does Mark have? Like if somebody has to take the job, I'll take it. I want it. But – they're years down the road again. They're not the same Oakland team that go pick up a couple, like Tampa, pick up a couple mm-hmm. high-priced free agents, trade them for prospects, but still compete. They're not that guy. They, they lost all that. So he's in a bad place. Worse, though, is our manager in St. Louis because they're expected to win the, right the now. The pressure of the Cardinal 100%. way. 100%. Yes. And after Mike Schilt led that team to the postseason. I mean, like, what else do you want out of a guy? And they have Amazing turnaround, back, right? and they he was expecting to get an extension. There was the report from Bob Nightingale in the USA Today. He walked in expecting an extension, and they fired him over the phone. It's like, I, I, I so thought, that will be interesting. I I'm thought, with you on that. I thought Mike could have did more. I really thought that he could have did more as a manager. So I'm not that sad. I mean, look, you know? I, I get it. I yeah. wasn't a big fan of his. Like, not really a very leading analytical mind, but... Yes, at the end of the day, when you make the playoffs, you expect to keep a job. Here's one little tidbit for you. $33 million payroll for the A's. Same payroll they had in 91. You know how you know how many more teams had a higher payroll than the A's in 91? Nobody. You know who's they were on the that highest team? payroll team. We're just getting started. The run line. AL East, our breakdown, is next. Since Premier Baseball Betting Show, this is the run line. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. Here's the thing, though, Josh Towers. March Madness? I mean, come on. It's basically over. Get out of here. <laughs> Time for the real stuff. 162 <laughs> games of baseball, Josh. I mean, we've had a lot of fun betting the March Madness. I love it. I know you do. I but, love it. come on. We turn our attention now. And after looking, Josh, uh, as we welcome you back to the run line here, at our general thoughts on this 2022 baseball season, given all the off-the-field controversies going on with the game, we now can turn our attention at least to specific teams here. And we'll begin, Josh, in your old division. You basically played for what, every, almost oh. every team in the <laughs> AL East, except for uh, the Rays and, uh, and the Red Sox. You started your career with the Orioles. Yeah. Played for the Blue Jays as well. Let me start with Toronto because this okay. is a team. You could make the case this year, Josh, hardest division in baseball to handicap is the AL East. Four teams with win totals above 85. One team projected to be the worst in baseball by a really wide margin, as you can see. On your screen with the Blue Jays, a plus 170 favorite to 
take the AL East at DraftKings favorites heavily to make the playoffs. You have to nearly lay $4 to do so. And a team at 92.5 on the win totals, depending on where you shop. That's kind of the baseline number on the Blue Jays. My question to you, Josh, it's a team that won 90 games last year, somewhat overhauling their starting rotation where they bring in the big signing Kevin Gosman from the San Francisco Giants, had a resurgent year in the Bay Area after struggling, failing to live up to expectations to start his career in Baltimore. Jose Barrios was a midseason trade from the Twins last year, figures to anchor that rotation. They have a, a young, really bright starting pitcher in Alec Manoa who made his big league debut last year. They're expecting him to take a leap this season. How do you break down a, a rotation like this that is really the backbone to a team that a lot of people are extremely high on to go deep and, and make a late October push this year? Uh, listen, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, after what they did last year, missing the postseason, I think, by a game, um, the offense is one of the – there's so many good offenses in baseball, by the way, this year. But this is one of the offenses that's been just so exciting. And everybody's been – it's just been this huge lead-up to them. And they finally all got to the big leagues at the same time. And then we watch them last year and the year before a little bit, and we're, we just – I don't know, man. I mean, that's why we tune in now, right, to 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 watch this offense. And, and we all know how good Vladdy is, but but Bo Bichette's been amazing. And Springer leading it off, the veteran presence we have in center field. And, listen, Gurriel had that year. And with all the Matt Chapman behind-the-scenes stuff that a lot of people don't know about, uh, I, I tell you – I wish he wouldn't have signed that two-year extension the other day because he, he's fixing to have a great year with all the protection that he's going to mm -hmm. have and and no pressure to do anything and he's you know he's he's a ways away from you know his past stuff so I like it's just he they got the right guys I feel Kevin Biggio hitting eighth are you serious at the right time and as long as Danny Jansen and by the way Danny don't 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 worry about hitting it I mean if they have this conversation with Danny Jansen which is what uh, the Yankees need to have with Higashioka who by the way is raking the spring training. But don't worry about hitting. I don't care if you hit 200. If, if he can feel protected and not have to worry about his offense, just handle my rotation. I got this with the rest of my guys and the, and the universal DH. This team's going to be very difficult to, to beat. The offense, we saw it again today. I mean, they put up seven more today. It's just a joke. Like, you have nowhere to pitch around anybody at all. And then I think Berrios, I, I, I don't know if he's gotten good yet. There's something that has to happen that he's going to take the next step. Um, and maybe it is this year, and, and being the opening day, I'm, I'm assuming he's opening day, Rosh. That's the, that's the plan, at least, everything okay. we've heard. Brios to start opening day. And he was that for Minnesota, but that's a whole different thing. Like, if he takes that next step, it's going to be dangerous. And then Gosman, my fear with Gosman is, is he had that year last year, just like Robbie Ray did. They both switched teams, and now they're the guy mm -hmm. all of a sudden. We've been, our back's against the wall, and you have to prove yourself, and some of us like that, and then you're handed the key to the city, and we don't like that. I don't know who Kevin is, because... It's easy to fail in Baltimore when you're up and coming and they're not really winning and you don't know, but then you leave and go to Atlanta, you don't really do well, and then all of a sudden no one's talking about you and you show up in San Francisco and you have this amazing year. Here's $100 million, do your thing. Um, you say didn't really know what was going on because it didn't quite work out the way he wanted, but this transition to, to our style of baseball from Japanese is crazy, and he's in a great city that's pro-Japanese, right? The pressure's probably less now than his first three years. And I think uh, Kikuchi's going to be the fifth starter yeah, this year coming over for the Mariners. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's, so it's, it's a big spot. Uh, Manoa's my question mark because it's his second year, and, and we all know how difficult second year is in any sport. It's very difficult for pitching. So, again, depending on how they're managing and how they're coaching, the conversations that they have with these guys, they've, they put themselves in a rare – like, listen, if I can have Manoa and Yusei as my fourth and fifth guy, if I can have Gosman as my second guy, 
right? If I can have Barrios in my one and Hinge on Ryu, who's unbelievably good, I mean, th- this rotation is very strong. You don't need, like, listen, we had Roy Holiday, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, like. There was a little fall. Right. They have <laughs> five pretty solid guys that mm-hmm. every single day, all they have to do is give this team an opportunity, and the offense is going to be there, and that's what makes this team very dangerous. Fascinating to watch, too. And you think about on the hitting side, Black Girl Jr., he is your odds-on favorite at DraftKings. We saw, we saw the uh, players' season totals as well. I mean, it's, a, it's ridiculous. 43 and a half, his projected home run total this year. He is your tied for second betting favorite to win the AL MVP right behind Shohei Otani, plus 450 at DraftKings with Mike Trott. And to lead the league in home runs this year, he is your odds-on favorite at uh, 7 to 1. Is this? Well, is. And if it were not, as we have, have well discussed in the past, were it not for just an unreal two-way season out of Shohei Otani, it would have been Vlad Guerrero's uh, Jr.'s award in the AL no, and it would not have even been close if the presence of Shohei uh, did not exist. So are you, you a believer in the, in the, in the Vladdy train this year? <laughs> I think this American League MVP list is funny to me. Like Wander Franco, by the way, he, he's not going to be nowhere near the MVP, just so we're clear. But yet he's fifth on this list because of the hype of this young kid. Listen, if Mike Trout and or Shohei Otani play a full season, the MVP is not going anywhere. It's staying in, in Anaheim, right? It's not like it's no one. So you would just rather bet. This prop you see on your screen right here, Guerrero Jr. just lead the league in this, homers. This is, there, is there another guy you see taking Salvador that over? I don't think Salvador Perez is going to hit that many home runs again. And Pete Alonso, like at this, like listen, we saw what him and Judge did early in their careers. It's, it's very difficult. And now I'm asking a lot of of a lot of people I see on this list. Obviously Trout, if he plays every day, can Joey Gallo's in a good spot, but Joey Gallo's got more pressure than anybody, I think, to play the game and. So what but, you're saying is probably bet Vlad Jr. I'm saying, like, I just don't see if Shohei Otani, it, listen, if he plays a full season, there's no, there's no, there's no way he's not the MVP again. It's impossible because it is so ridiculous what he's doing that even if you're like, oh, we gave it to him last year, you can't do that. Right. It's that's and then Mike Trout, it, listen, if they play a full season, it's one of those. And yeah, we'll have more Let's of the Angels we have to discussion a little later. Yeah. But I, it, from the Vlad Jr. perspective, that is going to be a, a so fascinating good. thing to watch along with that uh, yeah. with that rotation. At the bottom of the division, Josh, the team that gave you your chance. They did. Well, let's, we'll get this out of the way right now. I know you don't like talking <laughs> about them. Baltimore Orioles. It, I love it appears about on the on the surface to be a complete uh, disaster. But a lot of people are wondering, Josh, it's a 62 and a half win total. It is comically low. They won 52 games last year. Rugnet Odor, really the only significant addition made in Baltimore this season. We'll, we'll see. Now that he's able to grow a beard, will he have success that he did not in New York? I don't know. That, that, that point remains to be seen. How bad will it be this year in Baltimore, given the strengths of that division around him? Oh, my God. I mean, listen, you know, last year, like, that was my favorite under for, for the season totals, and it wasn't even close. That was, I mean, after the first three days of the season when they beat the Red Sox three straight, you're like, ah, that was it. It was over. Um, Peak of the season when they were three. It was it. That was it, man. It was April, too, right? <laughs> Go figures, April. Um, Root and Endor is your big pickup. Like, that's it. I mean, you got Chirinos, right? Jordan Lyles. Like, really, that's it? Like, that's what you did? And and I know that w- what we're doing is, is we're waiting for some guys who are going to make the team, right? And then we're waiting for the rest. They have so much young talent. But then, again, like Toronto, when all that young talent gets to the big leagues, they still have to learn to play the game at that level, right? And then that's going to take a couple of years. So they're still a few years away, which they shouldn't be at this point. But John Means has this pressure to do what he did. He had a pretty good year, even though he battled some injuries. And then he was still 9-11 and 11 with the 4-3. Because the reality is, it's very hard to stay mentally into it for 162 and 34 starts when your team is this bad. And then you have the rest of these guys. Like Tyler Wells should stay in the bullpen. I don't know why they're 
they're pulling the kid, and then Zim, Keegan Aiken, he, he couldn't have had a, a word. Like, where are these wins going to come from? The, the offense is beautiful. Good question. I guess I like some of these guys in the offense, especially the first five guys. But that's it. It's just not enough, man. It's mm-hmm. just not enough. I would enough. say the Matt Harvey loss, we showed that on our screen. That probably counts as addition by subtraction. It I'm just gonna... really hurts all of us. Because <laughs> it was Matt Harvey to every fifth day. Every mo- oh, if you're, if you're, n- you're new to betting baseball, uh, yeah, the Matt Harvey day. Uh, one of the greatest betting holidays every five days we had last season. So Yankees, Red Sox, and Rays here. Some big additions were made between those three teams. You think about I mean, what the Red Sox did. Trevor Story comes over. Rays get, uh, get, get the signing where they... Uh, they go after one of New York's top guns and now set up a rotation where they'll have Corey Kluber right in the mix along with Shane McClanahan. Yeah. Very tight, all those four teams. Who ends up winning this division this year? I, I think Toronto's going to win the division. So you take them at plus 170? Yeah, I think that they're going to win it. I, I, How many teams make the God, playoffs in this division? Be so hard. Because, th- look, three te- four teams are actually favored to make the playoffs yeah, if you look at the odds. That's after the break because we added one, right? Right. So yeah. we added one more, which means Toronto would have made it last year. In? Possibility. Red, I'm Sox just, are the, Red Sox are right around a pick. I'm nervous on the Rays this year. Can their philosophy and really? style continue? We'll see. I mean, a bullpen like theirs figures to project pretty well into uh, this start of the season. We got to get to the AL Central as we continue our previous first edition of the run line here on VEASAN. You found VEASAN's premier baseball betting show. This is the run line. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at VEASAN.com is available now. And our senior MLB analyst, Adam Burke, has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's MLB futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring as we're back it's our inaugural episode of the run line back with the former pitcher josh towers ben wilson with you our producer behind the glass big shout out as well to brian ortega whole team here at our circus sportsbook studios in downtown las vegas we transition josh to the al central a division that unlike the al east seems a little more straightforward just on paper with only one team projected to make the postseason that's the chicago white Sox with a 91 and a half win total they're nearly minus 200 favorites to come out of this division but as we are going to do with a number of teams today, Josh, we have breaking news. Even, even as we sit here today on April the 3rd, four days before opening day, and this news comes out literally as we record a half hour ago where Lance Lynn, right knee discomfort, is going to be shut down the first month of the season. So one of uh, the two top guns at the top of Tony LaRusse's starting rotation here, Lucas Giolito, being the other who was obviously an AL Cy Young candidate for a good chunk of the year along with Lance Lynn a season ago. Giolito 10-1, to 1, by the way, to an AL Cy Young this year. But what do you think, Josh? Lynn, you, who I know you're a huge fan of, starts yeah. the year on the shelf for a team that is heavily favored to uh, come out of this division. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm trying to look at the rest of what I'm just seeing here. I don't know who they're going to replace him with. That's what I'm saying. I don't like, I don't, I mean, we already got Lance. We got Giolito, um, who kind of thinks he should get an extension it sounds like he did get the seven whatever he got he got mm-hmm. arbitration i mean he got a, everybody got a free year um two years ago but he he got that so like are, do you have a locked in giolito i hope so he still needs to prove himself dylan cease we know how good he can be at times he's just a straight power guy hopefully he learned a lot dallas Keuchel didn't have the year that i thought he would have can he rebound 
You got Kopech back in the starting rotation, potentially. He was uh, hurt, pen, I don't know, but obviously an arm, but nothing proven at the major league level right. from starting rotation. And now I lose Lance Lynn. I don't know who they're going to fill it with. Sounds like Vince Velazquez, who they just signed from the Padres, Jer- journeyman back in rotation. Depth is guy. so important. And he's done yeah. it all in Philadelphia. We know that. Yeah. So, yeah, he can be the guy. And, again, so now, Lucas, somebody's going to have to eat six and seven innings. Like, that's, like, it's so important to have starters that can go deep and not try to pull the Tampa Bay philosophy because it's not going to last forever. You have to have guys that can eat innings because now if I have a, one or two guys that can give me, let's say, seven, six, now I only ask four to five out of Vince early unless he's doing well, which is a bonus. Here's the thing. Uh, we trade Kimbrell for Pollock, right? So we stack this lineup. So even guys like Vaughn, who was their first pick who went straight to the big leagues, He's not even really projected to be in their lineup. So the depth is getting better offensively for them. We traded Kimbrell, who's huge, huge, because we all know how important bullpens are in our game today. And then six minutes after we trade Kimbrell, the lefty crochet, he's out. He's having uh, surgery. So he's done for the year. So I lose two relievers really quick. Now somebody who I brought in, Vince Velasquez, now might have to jump into rotation because I lose Lance Lynn. Again, we play 162. Depth is mm-hmm. important. We discussed depth at length and nausea last year, especially with the New York Mets and how important it is to the minor leagues and what you're developing. Now we're going to see what they're developing. We know they've been developing offense the whole time. They do have a really good bullpen. Vince was not a part of that, which is a beautiful thing. So, again, how deep are they with what we don't really know about as far as starting pitching? That's a great question. And Garrett Crochet, Tommy John surgery, yeah. out Joe Kelly, who they signed before the lockout from the Dodgers. He will begin the season on the shelf. Yeah. And this is, it's not like this is just unique to the White Sox. So a lot of teams are just mm-hmm. like this. It just so happens that this news comes out right as we're about to go on the air. Lance Lynn out to start the year. You're really bullish, though, in general on, on this White Sox team. It's not just because of, of what you like about their overall starting pitching, even Sands Lynn, but... It's the fact that you get Eloy Jimenez back after oh, playing man. less than a third of the season back healthy. I mean, look at that projected lineup, and that's even with like I'm not even sure Vaughn is going to be their starting right fielder. No, they don't. They don't know Pollock what they're. I don't know be... what they're doing really with with Vaughn. That's been a big question for them. But that lineup in general, really, really scary, and by far, don't you think best uh, best lineup in that AL Central? Yeah, I don't listen. I don't see another team that's going to compete with them. Listen, the 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 Guardians, which we'll talk about them in a second. Maybe their rotation, but there's not another team that competes with them. So if I got 195 current odds, if that's correct, to to win the division, like to me, it's their division. They're the one team that's coming out of this division. Um, I liked what some other teams did and and are possibly doing. I just don't see how they can overcome some of the other teams. So the White Sox at 195 to win the division. I think that that's that's it. They. Listen, there was a lot of talk about LaRusa last year, speaking of managers. Oh, right? yeah. And was it was he going to get along? Is he too old for this? Blah, blah, blah. And they seemed to love him. There was a lot of good stuff that came out of them, like the way he went about his business. And he didn't try to do old school. He, he, he blended new school and dudes loved him. And they had a great season. I just think that this is the team in the division for yeah, sure. I, I look, I count myself in as one of those skeptics from last year, that, that, and at least a, in the regular season. That's not a I, bad I number. I was, was proven wrong. No, and it, a lot of it, too, goes to, if, especially if you're making these preseason futures bets, Josh, is how do you analyze the rest of a, of a division like this? So you have the right. Twins, who were arguably the biggest disappointment in baseball last season. Big, high win total. Things did not go well, fall apart. A lot of new pieces in the Twin Cities this year. They're 81.5, your second betting favorite at 5-1. to one. Carlos Correa, the most notable addition brought into the middle of that order. But you think, Josh, they're going to be a, a disappointment once again. Why? Where? Where? 81? 81 and a half, where, all right. Where are these coming from? Where, hold on a second. Like Correa, Gary Sanchez? Stop I, it. Sonny Gray? 
Sonny Gray beats up on on. You're not a Sonny Gray fan. Never. What I've about never Chris had. Archer? Dylan Bundy. See, you just you're answering it for me. Like Dylan Bundy was an opening day starter last <laughs> Dylan year. Dylan Bundy is not good. I'm just. Oh, I'm just... I don't even know if he had a win for the first couple months of the season. He uh. finished uh, eight and ten, maybe. Like, like you can't like. Again, you just said it. Like, who are you really going to over Thorpe, Archer, Bundy, Gray, Joe? Like, who's the guy that's going to lead this charge for that rotation? And then the offense, like, y'all just put Gary Sanchez behind the dish. I don't think you realize how bad he is behind the plate and how he doesn't block the ball. Like, you know how frustrating that is for us when I'm like, I, in order to be good, I have to throw the ball downhill. I got to be willing to bounce the ball. And I got to do that I can't trust that it's going to be chasing balls. It's a little bit bigger backstop there compared to Yankee Stadium as well. So dudes are going to track me a lot more. Like I just, I don't see Minnesota coming back. You signed Correa. That's good. Correa's just going to try to put him an offensive number because he wants to get out of there quickly to get a massive deal, which he didn't get. Um, Kepler has bounced all over that lineup. I, I, I like the kid, but, and then Buxton, we gave him a massive amount of money, but he's never really done it at the level to where they thought he would do it. And so he always has good springs, and it seems to start a little bit. I just don't see where the offense. I mean, if you're setting over under on Buxton games played, like it, it's got, I mean, it's got to be like 105 and a half, right? Like there's <laughs> just, slow. there's just no way he's staying fully healthy. I say this as someone who has played fantasy baseball for like a decade, <laughs> it's, it's, has, has been important. a longtime Byron Buxton advocate, only to get burned right and slapped in the face whenever I do that. So I'm, it, I'm with you. Again, every time I hit the DL, it takes a few weeks to get back into playing shape at the major league level, right? So I lose more time than just being off, but we don't see that. We see their names more than we see uh, anything else. I just don't see how you're going to need to pitch at this level to win a lot of games. You're, you're not offensively going to do it. And offensively, they don't have a team that's going to keep up with the rest of these guys that we've already kind of discussed and will discuss. So I don't see where 81 wins. I don't see where a 500 mm. team is on this sheet. Last place team in the division last year. Twins 73 and Don't 89. Don't see that either, but. Right. Well, again, the second favorite in this yeah. division. But that's what's interesting. You have teams, I mean, like the Tigers who have been in rebuild mode. It's felt like forever. They've missed the postseason <laughs> nine straight years trying to get back. But I mean, you look at what the Tigers have done this year. Not only did they bring in Javi Baez over from basically the Cubs, but who spent the end of last season with the Mets. They have arguably one of the brightest rookies in the game, Spencer Torkelson, who's your odds-on favorite to win the the AL Rookie of the Year race. You look at the odds there, and uh, Torkelson, as of as of right now, appears to be that, that guy. He's actually just behind Bobby Witt Jr., who was another guy in this division with the Royals. Torkelson at mm-hmm. plus 450 right now at DraftKings as we speak. So what do you think about a Detroit team that has, I mean, most people have, Kind of totally written them off, forgotten about a team it. like that who's been so mediocre. 77 and a half is a win total. Can this team maybe not win a division here over the White Sox, but can they be live to at least be in the wild card conversation now that we have those three teams this year? In my opinion, there's no way this team should have a lower season total than the Minnesota Twins. Like, I just don't see how that's possible. They have a better manager, and no disrespect to either guy, but I just think he, we have a better manager. If you go back and watch last year and watch how it started, right? We didn't know who any of these guys were, really. A lot of injuries and question marks and studs, but we don't know. If you watch how it started, the first maybe third of the season, quarter of the season, and then you watch how it finished when they really settled into their role, realized that A.J. Hinch trusts them, when he finally realized what he has, this team got really good, really fast. And then they added Eduardo Rodriguez. They it's added, and I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not a bias fan, but he clearly likes A.J. Hinch. A.J. likes him, and so he's going to play better for A.J. Hinch than he did. And he, New York wasn't a good place for him. So then you add bias to some already growing guys and Grossman and um, 
Candelario, McGregor Cabrera said, Spencer, take first base, man. I'll DH. I'm cool. Like, I don't even want it. You have a veteran dude that's willing to do that and, like, hand over his position and be a veteran player and not cry about anything? Like, that's great team chemistry. So this team is in a much better place, even though we don't know their names, and I think that's the biggest issue with a lot of stuff right. is we need to know their names. Meanwhile, Guardians, 76.5 win total, Royals, 74.5. You'd think if you're going to totally rebrand your franchise, you'd go out and maybe make some moves to get the fans excited, and the <laughs> Guardians were like, yeah, no, we're good. They got Bieber. They've got Bieber. He's I guess, good. I guess that there's that, but that's about it. Uh, that is our AL Central look when we return here on the run line. Time to look at the AL West. We wrap up our discussion of the American League here on the show. VEASAN's Premier Baseball Betting Show. This is The Run Line. Welcome back into The Run Line from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We got Josh Powers with his fancy schmancy blazer ready to go four days from opening day. Ben Wilson back with you as we go to our final division of the American League. It's the AL West, Josh, and we start with the team not the favorites this year, but it has been a very polarizing, perplexing teams in baseball betting circles now for several years. And you have to assume, Josh, it will be the same in 2022. The Los Angeles Angels, 83 and a half win total right in the middle. About a four to one second favorite to come out of the ALS this year to make the playoffs. They're a slight dog to actually get into that field of six in the American League. The questions abound, Josh. Everyone wants to know, is this going to be the year? the Angels with a healthy Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. What's the answer? The answer is no. No? No. Our, our, our guy Jonathan Von Tobel was in the studio before us on Hardwood Handicap. He, he, he gave us a great, like he teased our show. He was so nice. He, he, was. Want, he told you just say nice things about the Angels and you're shoving it right in his face. I'm just saying that they're not <laughs> going to be as good as uh, people are hoping they will be. And why um, is that? Again, going back to if Shohei Otani or Mike Trout play a full season. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. And there's your MVP for sure. Um, I just, again, I, you can't build a team on offense. We have a lot. This offense last year on paper, you were like, oh, my God, this is going to be good. And then obviously everybody gets hurt. Now I look at this team on offense and I'm going, okay, Otani Trout, Jared Walsh, still unproven, Rendon seems to, does he care about the game? I can't figure it out with him. Um, he's been paid. Stassi, you're not worried about him at all. He's, he's just there for the pitching. Um, now you got Marsh, Joe Adele, Tyler Wade, Fletcher's uh he's a hitter, uh, not a power guy, but a hitter. So I mean, I got, I got so many, like, I got 
three dudes in that offense that I'm, I'm really going to respect, four that I'll give a little bit of respect to, and then the rest of them are going to kind of attack and not really worry about it. So offensively, I don't – they don't scare me like they did last year or they were supposed mm-hmm. to, right? So offensively, it's not there. Shohei, um, we know how good he is. He proved it last year. Uh, I think Sandoval is actually pretty good. I think he's tricky. I like the kid. Noah Syndergaard, they're relying on and counting on a, a, a full season. But they're going – we just talked about it. He, he threw, threw two innings th- all th- of last year. Three and two-thirds <laughs> innings this spring before yeah. today, right? So we already know that they're going to baby him. So if they're babying him, at what point is he going to go deep enough in the game to give them an opportunity? Suarez, kind of a fan, but he's, he's still got a lot of proving to do. Mark Lorenzen, he's been trying to do two-way, so maybe he tries to – to focus on that more because he's now with Shohei. Is he going to be able to do that, or is he going to be a starting pitcher and just be a starting pitcher? I don't know what Lorenzo's going to do, but he's he hasn't really done anything that makes you think this is a guy that's going to help take us over the edge. He's not better than Dylan Bundy, and Dylan wasn't very good, right? So who we're replacing with Reed Detmers? Guys, I told you guys last year he was going to get rocked. He got rocked. He's not ready for the big leagues. I still feel he's not ready for the big leagues. He needs more minor league time. Number one organizational prospect last year but they who was shelled him. when over, he came up. Yeah, 10 overall pick. Like, he had a good part of season in double A, and they rushed him because they have no pitching. And now they're asking so much of this kid. It's not fair to him, right? So where's the rotation? It's, it's, it's really stopped at Shohei. And, again, we're asking him to have a full season again, which would be a beautiful thing. Because the rest are very big question marks. You go to the bullpen, it's the same thing. It's a lot of question marks. There's three guys in that bullpen who last year, wherever they were at, had an ERA in the threes. The rest were north of it. North. Like, giving up four and a half, five runs a game is not going to win you baseball games for this team. They can't score that many runs, and that's too many to give up. This, I, I just don't see. So you're not a fan of, uh, of, of the Angels. Can I also just say with yes, uh, Michael, so. Michael Redson, as far as two-way players go, can we just get the record Did we straight? Sh- shut it down. No, no, I'm, no, no. no. Okay. I'm just saying, he is. If you're going to start throwing out two-way players, Josh, I'm, he is more like Brooks Kishnick, Mike Hampton territory <laughs> than he is Shohei Otani. Like Otani is up here. Guys like Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, I know he hit like a homer once, and it was a cool thing. But but come that's on, who come they on. picked up. Don't don't put him right? in the same category. That's who they picked up. You like the Brooks Kishnick reference? How many of our you, viewers do you think you got went, that right? Well, listen, your Milwaukee days. Great uh, early 2000s, terrible Milwaukee Brewers teams. Uh, Brooks Kishnick. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. You so did. you're going, you're, you're thinking an under on 83 and a half. Yeah, it, it's tough. Again, you're asking for 500 teams, right? You're asking 81, 81 is 500. So you're putting this team a few games over and, and it's difficult. Um, they always have injury problems. They always have pitching issues. Again, don't forget, they drafted in 20 rounds last year, 20 pitchers. Because they're not developing, and that's what they feel. That's, that's not good for the organization. Uh, I think the Dodgers, actually. I think Dave Roberts told me they did the same thing, too. Like, 18 or 19 of them were pitchers, which I didn't even know. Wow. Very interesting. Um, it, but it's just funny. Like, when you compare and contrast what you see with the Angels right now to a team that, as you look at our win total graphic, same win total as the Mariners, who appear to be taking which, a, a much more – I mean, like, both teams have certainly been in aggressive win-now modes, but – I mean, could you could make the case the Mariners had as impressive of a free agent hall as slash I should say free agent slash trade hall as anybody where you bring in Adam Suarez, Frazier yeah. you bring in Jesse Winker who was like a near NL MVP candidate Canada, last year in, in Cincinnati Eugenio Suarez a really solid option and you bring in Robbie Ray who was atop the AL Cy Young leaderboard for a stretch of last season in in Toronto how do you equate all those moves made in Seattle with the team that had a negative 51 run differential, still won 90 games last year, and has seemingly, Josh, done everything in their power to combat the inevitable regression of the mean that we'll see with that this year. 
And again, yes, Robbie Ray, very important, but you lost Yusei Kikuchi. Now, again, you upgraded for sure. I understand that. Marco Gonzalez, um, I like the kid. I, I really do like him. I think he's a good pitcher. He's stable in the middle of the rotation. Chris Flexen, again, that was his first year doing this. We don't know what we're going to get out of Chris. And I love, again, I coached him. I'm a big fan of him as well, but I, I, I don't know what I'm going to get. Can he be a double-digit winner two years in a row? Logan Gilbert, Matt Brash, right? We're, we're, we're getting kind of thin there. Paul Seawald had a career year. Vegas boy, right? He's their closer, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, can he duplicate the year that he had? They did so many things behind the scenes that I don't think that we really caught on to, that, that they were playing for each other and it made them very successful because you said the run differential was crazy. So adding Sergio Romo and Diego Castillo last year, is, is this bullpen going to be able to be as good as they were is the starting rotation going to be able to do the same thing? If we're just looking at the offensive lineup, we can't do that. Yes, they got better. Yes, they got mm -hmm. rid of Seager, paying him a lot of money, and they upgraded at third base and a lot of others. They have Jared Kalenic, who they're not putting in the middle of the, the lineup now. Now we can bump him down if he's in there. Julio Rodriguez, one of the biggest prospects in the entire game, stud. Put him down at the, at the bottom of the lineup. Don't have to worry about that. If he makes the team, I think he is. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful lineup. But that can't be, again, your focal point to win. The pitching, can it do? I don't think it has 91 wins in it again. That was an amazing year. Right. But Hence the win total down at uh, 83 and a half. Yeah, but I do think that they're a better team than the Angels. I do think that. So you, so Mariners over Angels. The question is, can, they, can, can either of those teams or any of these long shot teams, Rangers or Athletics, compete with the Astros who are minus 175 favorites to win this division? An Astros team that we should point out, while they do lose Carlos Correa to the Twins, they pretty much run back the exact same lineup. And for the most part, same rotation. Sans Zach Greinke now uh, in Kansas City this year. It's, it's a pretty solid core back for an Astros team that did win 95 games a season ago. 91 and a half is their win total. Yeah, we 86 Zach. And we add Justin Verlander, right? And then Garcia's great. Urquidy, uh, Odorizzi, Framber Valdez. That, that, that team's really good. The bullpen was always good. Uh, and they're pretty much the same as well. The lineup is... Equally as good as it, I, I get the Correa addition, but there were some injuries. Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, uh, Alvarez. Talk about a potential MVP. Alvarez is, I mean, he's unbelievable. We haven't even seen how good he's going to get. Um, Maldonado's been really good with that that rotation, and he hasn't had to hit, which, is, again, is a very nice thing. So I, it's very tough to, to or, uh, listen, I mean, I get it. They won it last year. The White Sox won it last year. We're saying the same thing. I just don't see teams that are better than them that are that have mm -hmm. making it. Seattle's Rightful trying favorite. to make yeah. a push. They just don't have the pitching. We're playing 162, not 81, right? I just think that this team is definitely the strongest team and is the front runner by yeah, far. Yeah, and you mentioned Jordan Alvarez, potential MVP candidate in our next segment. We're going to get to yeah. Cy Young Award. We'll talk MVP potential player future because there are some really interesting conversations to have when we get to that as we start our next hour of the show. I, I will say, though, at the bottom of this division, my get your thoughts on this, Josh, because my personal favorite win total of any, and you kind of have to act on this now because with the announced trade today, Sean Manaya leaving Oakland, he's going to San Diego. You have a division where, and we haven't really discussed Texas, but they signed Corey Seager from the Dodgers. They are actively, they have two new starting pitchers led by John Gray at the top of the rotation. Rangers are actively trying to win after yes. losing 100 games last year. Mariners are clearly trying to win. Same with the Angels. Same with the Astros. You know the one team that, that sticks out like a sore thumb? It's the Oakland Athletics, <laughs> and that win total now is, is gone, 70 and a half. I bet it this morning under 69 and a half. 
It's as low in some shops, Josh, as 66 and a half because they're with a first-year manager in complete sell mode, $33 million payroll, just got rid of one of their two stud pitchers in Sean Manaya, and it sounds like Frankie Montas, their only real piece, is next. That's my favorite bet of all these 30 teams, win total under 69 and a half. Are they pocketing money, hoping to get prospects, so when they move to Vegas, they can put a team out there? I didn't say it. I, say it. I, I see what you're I saying. Know. I don't think, yeah, we're 70 wins. This team. And it's not just that they're se- that they're clearly in sell mode. It's the fact that they're in a division with four teams who have made legitimate moves and are actively trying and have a lot of talent. Around. And they're still going to get rid of more, I think. Oh, this seems like just the start. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're in yeah. trouble. I, I, listen, yeah. You're not going to get that good number, but if they've missed and it's still out there, take it. 69 and a half, I would still play under if you can find that. I'm seeing 68 and a half at DraftKings. All right, hour number one of the run line in the books. We talk award season. That's next on the show. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 